In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. A couple years back, a controversial psychology professor released a self-help book aimed at listless millennials who were searching for meaning. I found some of his advice compelling and also strikingly obvious. One of his rules for life is to put your own house in order before criticizing the world. With humor, he advises his readers to clean their rooms before addressing the systemic ills of society. His advice boils down to this. Tend to what is close at hand. Make sure you are fulfilling your obligations to those people and places you have direct contact with. His call to focus our attention on the local is needed at the moment. Many of us find ourselves sucked into national debates about the election, Supreme Court nominees, and the pandemic, while overlooking important matters close at hand, the things we can actually change. We may know all the senators and representatives, and the president's entourage by name, but know very little about our neighbors and their needs. We fret away our precious time mulling over matters that have relatively little impact on our day-to-day lives, and often fail to fully attend to the people and institutions that do. C.S. Lewis famously wrote of how much the devil loves the din of national distraction, because it effectively keeps us from attending to God, neighbor, and the health of our own souls. A few weeks ago, I quoted Father Thomas Hopko speaking about sainthood. He says, Every saint pays attention to persons and not to structures, parties, programs, or rules. For the saint, only the person counts. The saint is never impersonal. He never loves or serves humanity in general. He only loves and serves the person near at hand, the neighbor given by God the most difficult and most divine manner of acting that there is. The Christian is resolutely committed to particular people and particular places. Part of becoming a saint is learning to discern the needs of those close at hand. Jesus, we remember, did not begin his ministry on the steps of the Roman Senate, but in the towns dotting the Sea of Galilee where he grew up. I'm not saying we should count big societal issues as unimportant, 
but that the Christian ought to always favor with their time and resources what is near. As Christians, we are commanded to give to the church, which is tasked with the cultivation of saints, those who faithfully live out God's will in the world. And our chief duty is towards our particular church of all souls. We have all been commissioned to care for this small plot in God's vineyard. In a time when our American institutions seem to be built on quicksand, we must make sure our church is firmly established on the cornerstone of Christ for years to come. All souls' mission is simple. To proclaim Christ crucified to a broken world. To advance the faith handed down to us by our fathers and mothers. We don't hold to this faith out of some rigid adherence to tradition or a glossy-eyed nostalgia. Rather, we proclaim this faith because we believe it to be true. We believe that worshiping the triune God is eternally relevant. As we begin our stewardship drive this year, I encourage you to give and give generously. I make this appeal with no reservations because I know what our mission is, to bring people to Christ and make them saints. Jesus' parable this morning provides a compelling reason for giving and giving generously of the fruits of our labor. It's also a simple reason. Everything is God's and nothing is ours. We tend the vineyard. He is the owner. He laid the foundations of the earth and knit us together in our mother's womb. He has done everything and we have done nothing. Jesus' parable makes this abundantly clear. It tells the whole history of human salvation beginning with God's creation of the vineyard and the election of Israel as its tenants. It looks back on the brutal treatment of the prophets and God's patient attempts to warn those tending his vines. It tells of the incarnation of Christ and his visit to the vineyard. It foreshadows Jesus' own suffering and death at the hands of the tenants on the day of righteous judgment when the Lord returns to set his creation right. Of supreme importance is the sharp contrast Jesus' parable makes between divine and human agency, what God does and what we do. Almost all the verbs in the parable describe God's loving actions towards the tenants in the vineyard. He plans and he plants the vineyard and hedges it. He digs a wine press and he builds a tower. He leases it out and he goes abroad. He sends his servants and he patiently sends more servants. 
He then sends his own son. God does everything and even gives the tenants himself in the person of his son. God is the eternal giver and we as humans are the eternal recipients. The only action in the parable attributed to human agency are the abuse of the Lord's servant and the killing of his son. The Lord's tender care for his vineyard calls to mind the prophet Isaiah's wonderful song of the vineyard, which begins, Let me sing for my beloved, a song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done? God has done everything for us. The passage goes on to describe the Lord's disappointment when the vineyard he so lovingly planted yields wild and inedible grapes. The Lord had hoped for a rich harvest to produce delicious wine and bring joy to the hearts of men. Jesus' comparison of God's work in the world to a vineyard is no coincidence. God has always intended to bring joy to the world and to ferment the fruits of our labor into joyful communion with him. As a vineyard turns grapes into wine, so God turns our offerings into joy, which he will pour out abundantly at the heavenly banquet. Even that which we owe God by rights is joyfully transfigured and returned to us. In the coming weeks, let us prayerfully consider our contribution to the house of God with the knowledge that everything we are and everything we have is God's. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.